Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Recruiting Every Second. I am your host, Blaine Gilmer, and thank you for joining the show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers everything in all things SEC football recruiting related. We have a great show for you today that mainly consists of a feature interview with Mr. Adam Gorney, who is the National Recruiting Director of at Rivals and Yahoo Sports, and uh, Adam does a great job over there kind of leading the national coverage of recruiting for rivals and also has his hands all over stuff that goes on with SEC. So we'll get insight from him with some major recruits that are being recruited hard by multiple SEC schools, guys like Kamari Wilson, Tyler Booker, Walter Nolan, and even Jaden Gibson, who's kind of burst onto the scene here of late. So make sure you stick around for that feature interview. Um, as always, we want to do a little bit of news and notes. Don't have quite as many with it being uh, July 4th weekend, except if you were like an Oklahoma fan. But with this being an SEC uh, show, we won't delve too much into Oklahoma, but they really had a – killer weekend uh, when it came to that. Lots of July 4th commitments. Um, in terms of July 4th commitments, though, you did have a school in Vanderbilt kind of taking two off-the-radar prospects, uh, not really highly rated guys, but two guys that that do add to their class. They take uh, an athlete, um, KD Hutchinson, out of Harris County, uh, Hamilton, Georgia, and then Bryce Cowan, uh, a linebacker out of Tallahassee, Florida. So Vanderbilt picking up a couple, and you know they're, they're Vanderbilt's just trying their their best to get this first class for Clark Lee kind of going, uh, get some momentum. Barton Simmons doing a great job over there, trying to create different ways to acquire talent into that Vanderbilt program, and. When it comes to acquiring talent, things of that nature, nobody has done it better than Alabama over the years. Everybody is expecting Alabama to make a big push. And right now there's some battles going on when it comes to guys like Branson Robinson, Robinson Danny Dennis Sutton, Georgia, Alabama, both involved there. Uh, Georgia and Alabama both involved with Tyler Booker. Um, lots of Alabama Georgia battles, lots of Florida Georgia battles shaping up, and some of them we talk here with Adam later in the show. So 
make sure you stick around. Uh, like I said, there wasn't a ton of news and notes in that. Most of this show is going to be based on this feature interview with Adam Gorney. And we talk about the NIL impact on the SEC. Uh, he talks about some stuff that he's he's seen, um, a, an up-and-coming program like a Kentucky. We talk about a lot of their their momentum, some impact on the transfer portal. And, you know, it, it, you can bet that it's going to get a little bit crazy out there. And speaking of betting, guys, we do want to say that this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, that's the main presenter of this show. And the month of June was a hot one. July is going to be just as hot when it comes to sports action. And Bet Online is where you can find it from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online betting needs. Visit the website today or Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, guys. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we're thankful for that sponsor there and Bet Online to the show. And without further ado, we're going to hop right into this feature interview that we promised you with Mr. Adam Gorney, the National Recruiting Director over for Rivals and Yahoo Sports. And now here on Recruiting Every Second, we're going to bring you that feature interview that we promised with Adam Gorney, who is the National Director of Recruiting for Rivals and Yahoo Sports. Adam, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Of course, Blaine. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, doing great. So here on Recruiting Every Second, it's all about SEC football recruiting. I know you cover the the whole nation, but SEC has got its fingerprints all over the country. I mean, those schools are touching the the recruitments of the biggest and best prospects out there. So first of all, Adam, I would want, before we get into some changes with things like NIL and stuff like that, just how much in the recruiting industry, I guess over the last 15, 20 years has that SEC been okay. Here's the barometer of where everybody else has fallen into place. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. You look not only at, uh, you know, Saturday afternoons up and down the SEC, everybody has such competitive teams at every position, depth, um, but what, what they put into the NFL every year, you look at first rounds, you look at through the, through the entire rounds of every draft, um, SEC football, is absolutely the barometer. The teams um, could have their own playoff, and it would be very, very competitive for, for a top four. So um, it's really fun watching it. I live out here in California, so even that uh, 3.30 CBS game is uh, about noon for me, so I actually like it. And then um, what's great about it is, you know, you could watch the early games at 9 a.m. and then that game and then get into the Pac-12 at night. And you could really just see a difference on the football field, just, you know, the physical nature of the game, how fast it's played, the talent at every position. Um, it really is like NFL light in the SEC. And so it's really fun to watch. And there's no doubt about it that when, when I come down into Atlanta or Florida, anywhere in the South, those camps and those events are completely loaded uh, with, with phenomenal football players that look like grown men. It's just really amazing to see. Absolutely. And the, the, the speed is there. We I was there at the Rivals five star when we saw Isaiah Bond, who is going to committed to Florida, just 
blazed everybody in the rivals five star 40 challenge there um so a lot of speed there marquise groves killabrew was there uh, georgia commit as well but you talked about how they've kind of looked different those sec teams on the field especially the top tier sec teams the georgias the alabamas lsus florida's to a certain extent do you think that this new nil impact to this new nil legislation rules set forth by the ncaa that it's been fully let go into motion kids can take advantage of that do you think that's going to have an impact on the sec in terms of not the top level recruits but maybe the guys underneath and, and maybe a little bit more dispersing of some of that talent it'll be interesting to see and as it tells you they know how it's going to work and how it's going to play out there pretty much fooling you. It's really the first week or so of it has been very interesting. There have been a lot more deals actually than I thought there were going to be, you know, big deals for, uh, you know, multinational chains, those kinds of things. It'll be interesting to see how the kids handle it. Will they still want to go to Alabama? And I think to your point is, will those marginal kids, those high three-star kids that might not see the field from day one at Alabama or A&M, Georgia, Florida, LSU, will they want to go to schools where they can get more on-field exposure early in the hopes that they could get more money early? That'll be interesting to see. I think those schools, like we just talked about, will have to convince those players, um, and over that will only happen over time, um, that yes, we can still um, put you in a position for you to make money because our NIL departments are so strong. And I think that's going to be part of this too, is the kids are going to be able to get the exposure themselves, but the schools, while not being able to get them the deals, will be able to get them the exposure. So Alabama can certainly sell um, that kids are going to be able to sell t-shirts or run football camps, um, even if they're not on, you know, on the starting 11. So um, I don't know if Vanderbilt's going to have that same success. It's going to be hard to do at Mississippi State. Um, maybe we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but it's certainly a recruiting tactic that those lower level SEC schools could use for a lot of these kids to say, hey, you're not going to see the field from day one at LSU. Here is what that depth chart looks like. Um, you can step in here and become immediately popular in Oxford or in Auburn or in Columbia, South Carolina or whatever it would be. Um, it could be a compelling thing. I think recruiting is going to be changed drastically from it. You know, Oklahoma and, and LSU and Georgia are still going to get all these top players. Um, but now other schools in different markets, especially like a Vanderbilt that has a lot to sell in Nashville, a lot of alumni in Nashville and a lot of businesses in Nashville or um, in many other markets throughout the Southeastern Conference, I think will be able to um, intrigue players to at least give those schools a bigger look. And one school I find interesting, too, in the SEC is Kentucky, who ha already in their own right has some momentum on the recruiting trail. They've got, I think, more four stars in this class than I've seen them have in a while. But Kentucky has produced – you talked about NFL talent earlier. Kentucky had six, seven NFL draft picks al along the lines of it this last class and or this last draft, and they've had so many guys go over the last three or four years – into the NFL is you take a program like Mark Stewart's program and say, okay, we were already doing this beforehand. Now, if you 
Mr. High Four Star or, you know, even a five-star prospect decide to come to Kentucky and put Kentucky on the map and all the marketing stuff that could be involved with that, the opportunities, those programs, the Kentuckys, the Ole Miss, you know, those that are right there on the precipice of it, especially with forward-thinking guys like Lane Kiffin, don't you think a lot of the coaches' personality and how they embrace this stuff is going to matter too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that they're going to have to embrace it because it's here and it's a reality. Um, it's very similar, to, I think, to how Nick Saban didn't embrace the spread offense in the SEC until he did, and now he just crushes everybody. You know, I think that is just how NIL is going to be. And you take a thing, you take a school like Kentucky, and you think from an NIL perspective, a lot of horse farms there, a lot of money. Um, and a basketball program that's definitely going to have huge NIL opportunities that the football team could at least say, look at how much NIL is in is coming into this school. Even if it's not for that sport, you can still kind of recruit that way. So there's going to be a lot of things around the Kentucky Derby. There's going to be a lot of horse farms and a lot of whiskey and a lot of whatever else. And I know alcohol might not be able to be a part of this. Neither is, gambling. Or not? <laughs> yeah, neither is gambling, but you just have to get these kids on campus and show them the opportunities. So prior to this, it was hard, a hard sell to get you know elite kids to go to Kentucky, even in-state kids to go to Kentucky. Um, but now, if they can make money and play football there, I think it could be a, a very interesting kind of change of perspective that these kids might have. Everybody, everybody's still going to want to go to Georgia and Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M, but you're going to be able to try to convince two or three of those game changer types that may be to take a shot on a school um, and, and win some of those recruiting battles that you would always lose before. So let's say uh, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, those, those top tier programs in the SEC, they're still able to get 19, 20, 21 guys in a class that, that they really wanted and things like that. But some of those guys that would have been borderline making up the tail end of that class go elsewhere that possibly NIL leads to maybe a bigger disruption of the transfer portal, things like that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I think. And um, you know, you take a Damian Harris, who's from Kentucky. If he stayed there, what does that look like? If Gavin Wimsat picks Kentucky over Rutgers, what does that look like? And I don't know if he picked Rutgers for any of NIL opportunities, but certainly New York city opportunities can be compelling in a situation like that. So there have been plenty of guys there or especially in Mississippi um, if NIL was around when Cam Akers was there, would he have stayed in Mississippi? Um, all, all of those questions, uh, you could go state by state, really, to see how many kids bounced around in and out of state um, for those situations. But yeah, they're not going to win everyone. They're they're not going to win many of them. But they don't need they don't really need to. They just need to win four or five every year, kind of build up that depth. And Kentucky's not going to beat Alabama or Florida every year, but it's going to be more competitive if they have that talent on the field. Yeah, and then you're then you're talking about, you know, I'm I'm waiting for the first weed dispensary out in Colorado to start trying to, you know, kids and stuff like that and there and then, you know, schools having to deal with all that kind of stuff. So it's going to get crazy before too long on how, you know, who can accept what deals and things like that. I know in the media there's been uh, you know, ideas of are people just going to be you know, going out there and paying people for access, like it's crazy stuff is going to end up happening. Who, who knows how all this will go on. But here on Recruiting Every Second, 
on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for podcasting professionals. And we're here with Mr. Adam Gorney, the National Recruiting Director at Rivals and Yahoo Sports. Adam, now I want to talk, uh, of course, on putting all that stuff aside, there's still always going to be battles in the SEC where prospects are getting recruited heavily by multiple schools within the conference. No, no more so, I think, than Kamari Wilson, who has made a you know visit out to Texas A&M. Georgia has been right there in the thick of it the whole time. LSU and Florida making pushes. What about the safety from IMG Academy just makes him, number one, such a coveted prospect? And two, how is this race kind of shaping up for him? Yeah, he's a very talented kid. It does everything you want out of a safety. He's rangy, he can cover ground, he can hit, he can kind of diagnose plays and get after the ball. So he has all of that um, that makes him one of the best safeties in the country. The tough thing about Kamari is he just does not talk to people. Like he just does not talk recruiting. You can't get anything out of him. Um, my guess right now is that Georgia is probably the team to beat and he doesn't want it to be let known. There have been some things that have kind of splashed onto his social media and then quickly off that kind of leads you to believe that Georgia is the team to beat. Um, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if he ended up elsewhere just because he just doesn't really give off uh, any information about his recruitment to many people at all. Um, it, it definitely makes sense that Georgia would be the pick. Um, I would be surprised uh, if it was anywhere out of out of the region. Texas A&M seems like a stretch to me. LSU is a possibility just because of the defensive back history there. I think Miami might have an outside shot. But right now, if I had to pick, I would definitely say Georgia's in the driver's seat for that one. And I know the the LSU talk is a lot because of what we had just previously talked about. The NIL, they've kind of been crushing it lately, putting stuff up on Times Square the first day it came out. I mean, doing that that NILSU brand that they're starting to go with. So uh, a lot of stuff there. So Kamar Wilson, interesting piece. And then, of course, we have his teammate, Tyler Booker, who is being recruited really hard by Florida, Alabama, and then of Georgia again, of course. But Florida – for example, Adam is one school that has really pitched the NIL deal to to Tyler, and that's not something he's really heard that much about from Georgia and Alabama. Again, not surprised with Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, Smart being more that old school type realm. Of course, I'm sure that conversation will come, but just talk to us about about the talent of Booker and maybe how, how his race is going. Yeah, my feel on Booker is that it's Florida, Georgia, and then sort of Alabama, but I'm not going to ever count out you know, Nick Saban, and, and if he wants an offensive lineman late to, to kind of go in and really put the pedal to the metal and get him, uh, I think Georgia probably has a slight edge over Florida. But like you said, even Tyler Booker has talked about this, that on his visit to Florida, a lot of the discussion was about NIL, and he was very interested in that and wanted to hear more about it from Georgia. Uh, Georgia gets that cue, though. They understand that that's something that's important to him. Something that's so great about the Georgia staff is that not only are they incredibly hard recruiters, but they're incredibly smart in the sense that they pick up everything that is important to each person. So if it's the weightlifting, if it's the facilities, if it's the uniforms, if it's the photo shoot, if it's meeting the dean of whatever school that they're interested in, um, or if it's NIL now, that they're going to tailor their visit and their recruitment to that, and that's going to be hard uh, to turn down. So I think Georgia and Florida probably 1A, 1B Alabama in that number two or three spot. And then um, it's going to be, you know, a dog fight to the end for, but I think it's going to be a dog fight in the SEC East. 
One inter- interesting thing about that recruitment, Adam, I found out that at that uh, Florida and Georgia are using each other's negative recruitments against them in that thing. So Georgia's saying, "Hey, has when's the last time Florida has produced a a, a top tier offensive lineman, you know, in the NFL?" And, and Florida's saying, "Exactly right. When's the last time you can come be the be the guy, be the face of the per-? and and then Georgia, uh, Florida's saying, "Well." You don't want to go to Georgia where you're stacked up behind Amarius Mims and all that kind of stuff. And Georgia's saying, why would you not want to come compete with the best? Why uh, we put two tackles in the first round a couple of years ago. Yeah. So just interesting stuff right there. Got to love those SEC rivalries there. I want to remind everybody here again, we're on recruiting every second on the Believe Podcast Network with Adam Gorney, the National Recruiting Director at Rivals and Yahoo Sports. And then I'm going to hit you with – Two more prospects here, Adam, and then we're going, going to be done. Walter Nolan. Uh, Walter Nolan is so coveted that Tennessee has offered his younger brother that's going into the seventh grade. There is just craziness going on. It seems like every school that Walter Nolan goes to, they emerge as his favorite coming out of it, or at least that's the the news in the recruiting world. So what in the heck is going on with Walter Nolan? Is he another one like Kamari Wilson where nobody really knows? Yeah, um, we're having like the hardest time at Rivals ranking Walter Nolan and Travis Shaw defensive tackle. And if you have any input on that, I'd be more than willing to listen. Travis Shaw is such a beast and Walter Nolan everywhere he goes is just so good. So we now have Shaw and Nolan one, two. It could end up Nolan Shaw, one, you know, flipping them. Walter Nolan's recruitment is very interesting. He keeps kind of showing interest in Michigan, but all I keep hearing is that he's going to end up in the Southeast. So... Um, I'm not counting out Michigan. Um, I don't know if Tennessee offered 10 of his brothers if he would go end up at Tennessee. I think that's hard. That would be hard to believe right now. I'm not counting them out, but uh, I, I just don't see it happening. So Georgia is very, very much in the picture. I think a few weeks ago when he visited, there was kind of like outside rumors that maybe a silent commitment was made or he had been very close to it and really thinking about it. So I think Georgia is very much in the picture there. Um, You know, I think that's sort of where it's kind of headed right now. So, um, again, I wouldn't count out Alabama. I'm not going to count out LSU. Uh, Others can get involved. Um, But I think Georgia is in a very good spot. I think Michigan can't be discounted as a kind of a dark horse pick there. Um, Even though the kid's from Tennessee, he continues to show a lot of interest there and has some connections to that program. So I think Georgia's in a very good position, but it still can kind of go a lot of ways. And and like you said, Blaine, it's a situation where he just doesn't say a whole lot. Um, you know, I, you know, I trade DMS with him here and there about visits, but every, everything is very um, positive. Not, not a real good sense of where things are headed. If I had to guess though, he ends up somewhere in the Southeast. And, you know, with, one thing that about him with that Michigan deal is you you see pictures with his dad all the time wearing the the Michigan stuff. So it seems like his dad really likes Michigan, but I've I've figured out with these parents sometimes, Adam, that the parents think one thing and these kids are thinking the exact opposite. Sometimes there's sometimes where they're they're kind of aligned, but sometimes it's it's quite opposite as well. Um, and then finally, one that caught my eye here recently because he caught a lot of people's eye at the opening out in California was Mr. Jaden Gibson, a four-star receiver out of Winter Garden, Florida. Both of his parents went to Florida, had even some people on Rivals predicting him to go to Florida, and then all of a sudden here comes in Georgia, and 
that offer, I spoke to him, that offer got real for him. He said they're, they're a real contender. He has several schools that in the SEC that are interested. Uh, big 6'6 six, six guy. Uh, can can run things like that. What do you what do you know about Jaden Gibson and kind of the the performance he's been putting up lately? A really high riser in the rankings at Rivals. Yeah, I saw Gibson at the opening. He actually worked out with the Elite Eleven quarterbacks too. So he had he was constantly on the field. Great looking kid. He's super long. He looks like a, sort of like a college basketball small forward. That's what he looks yeah. like. He's just super rangy. He's not gonna be. He's never gonna put on a ton of weight, so he's gonna be that outside receiver type. He won't grow into a tight end. He's just he's just too long and skinny. Um, but uh, I loved him. He can run. He's super comfortable in his body. We have we have, we have him listed at six five. I think he might be taller. Um, he's a yeah. very very tall kid, long arms, uh, and very comfortable. Uh, you know, kind of long striding down the field. In terms of his recruitment, I thought before the Georgia offer, it was all Florida. Like you said, he has a ton of connections to the school. He's a legacy there. Um, you know, I think it was his grandfather that played kind of as a walk-on at Florida. So he has some connections to the to the Gators football program. But when I asked him about that Georgia offer right after it happened, he said, yeah, it did kind of give me pause about what was going on. And, you know, I think now if Georgia really kind of presses him, they could at least make it very, very interesting. I think it's a school that really has kind of piqued his interest for a long time. It was an offer that he had been hoping for, but not really begging for because he had plenty of other options. But yes, I think this is going to be very interesting now to see if Florida really gets really aggressive with him and tries to get him to commit, or if he takes this thing into the fall and gets up to Athens for a game, and then it's kind of a it's kind of a, a two-team battle there. I think Auburn is still st- is sticking around, um, but I would I would say it's Florida right now. Georgia is absolutely surging, though. After that offer, it's definitely a big big deal for him. Yeah, he he, he definitely name dropped uh you know a couple of schools. It seemed like even Baylor was being mentioned by him. So I mean, I think he's maybe trying to trying to uh, go against that that parental connection like you were saying and, and keep it open for a little while but uh Jaden Gibson definitely a talented prospect if you like this kind of insight guys and you want to see all the stuff that Adam does and the, all the guys the national crew over at Rivals and then of course all the team sites make sure to go to Rivals and and, and check out all the different team sites Adam puts out uh, recruiting uh, rumor mills all these kind of things each week so make sure that you're going out and going to Rivals for all your recruiting news. Adam, thank you so much for joining Recruiting Every Second. It was fun, man. All right, man. Anytime, Blaine. All right. Appreciate it. And, guys, that is this episode of Recruiting Every Second, and we will catch you next time. Presented by Bet Online. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.